0: Are you one of the thousands of people who have added to their family through adoption how do you sort out all of the resources unravel the myths and get started welcome to adoption unscripted with Micah Johnson on our show we introduce you to the families the adoptees and the experts who can answer any questions you may have to make this the wonderful experience that it truly is now here is your host Micah Johnson
1: Happy Friday, guys, and welcome to the premiere episode of the Adoption Unscripted Radio Show. I'm Micah, your host, and thank you so much for spending this beautiful Friday morning with me. I know folks are busy, and I really appreciate it. So it's our first show, and we're super nervous. All of us are. I'm super nervous. So thank you so much for all of the wonderful congratulations and well wishes that I received last night. I really appreciate it. I'm going to take you all with me on this ride this morning. I was thinking yesterday about the first time that I got the call from Voice America to be the host. Um, I was driving to the Kroger grocery store where I go every day and I got a call. I couldn't answer the phone because I was driving and I pulled over in the parking lot and I had a message and it was from Sandra Rogers, who is the woman who eventually became my executive producer. And I tell you when I heard that message from Sandra, the first thing I thought was, oh my goodness, she sounds so good. Her voice was like butter. It was so professional. It was so polished. And I thought, oh no, I'm from Nashville and we will throw a y'all out there in a minute. I don't know if I'm cut out for this radio thing. But I called her back and we talked for about an hour We talked and we talked and we talked, which if anyone knows me, that's not a really big deal for me, because if they were handing out superpowers for talking, I would be Wonder Woman without a doubt. That is my superpower. I can talk. I can go forever. So we talked and we talked and we talked. I have a friend and I'll say to him, I need to tell you a quick story. And he'll say, wait, wait. Is it going to be quick? And I'm like, absolutely. It's like, okay, I only have seven minutes. So can you do it in seven minutes? I absolutely cannot. I can't do anything in seven minutes. I need more time. And she gave me a whole hour and we talked. We talked about Nashville. We talked about Arizona. We talked about my daughter, Grace. We talked about her family. We talked about the weather. And we talked about Voice America. And she told me all about Voice America. And I was already a fan Because I listened to several shows, so I kind of knew it, but I didn't know about the reach that it had. And she said, Micah, this is a platform for you. You can spread your message, but I have to ask you one question. I have to ask you, what is your why? Why do you want to do this? And I loved that question because folks who know me know that I am always about the why. I'm curious. I want to know why. Why do you feel that way? Why do you think that way? What do you want to get out of this? What is what's your goal? I want to know the why I use that in my personal relationships with my family and my friends so much with my daughter. And I also use that in my professional um, career as an adoption professional. I want to know why, how do folks get to adoption? Well, I knew what my why was. My why is I wanted to do this show because I'm all about the babies. I'm about the adoptees. I am a child advocate. I've spent over 30 years of my life doing that, and that is the why for most things that I do. So I told her my why, and I said, you know what, I – I know that the the story of the expectant parent is important. I know that the story of the adoptive parent is important. I want to know why they chose adoption. What led them there? Was it infertility? Was it just a a, a calling to grow your family through adoption? I want to know what the expectant mom feels when she's considering an adoption plan. I want to know what the adoptees feel because adoption is transformative. It changes your life. And I want to know what they feel. So I care about everyone in the adoption triad. But my why is for the children, for the adoptees. So I told her my why. And she said, great. And I guess she accepted that because here we are. So... Last night, I'm running around my house. I'm getting my stuff together. I put out on Facebook that I was doing this show, and a lot of people didn't know. So there was a lot of surprise and so many congratulations and encouraging words. So everyone who's listening out there, my mom, my sister, my friends, my daughter, thank you so much for all of your um, encouraging words. That helped a lot. And I was running around, and I hear a ping. And it's one of those, you know, those messenger pings where, you know, someone is sending you a private message. So I thought, this is someone that I know. So I stopped running around and I picked up my phone. And it was a message from a woman that I've known for, oh my goodness, at least 30 years. And she is a Facebook friend. Um, I won't say her name because I want to protect her privacy, but I've known her for at least 30 years. And we reconnected on Facebook about, about three years ago. And she says, "Hey, girl, you know I'm so happy for you. Congratulations! This is very exciting. Are you nervous?" And I'm like, "No, I'm feeling good." And she says, "Hey, I have a question for you. How did you get involved in this adoption business? I mean, what drew, what drove you to adoption and working with adoption, with adoption and adoptees?" And um, she said, in parentheses, "Because I'm adopted." Okay, that blew me away. What? She's adopted. I've known her for 30 plus years, maybe more. I went, to, I went to school with her. She's awesome. I mean, she's one of these women that is, you know, she's on your team. She's ride or die. She is someone you want in your corner. And she's smart and she's funny and she's creative. And I never knew that she was adopted. Now, not that that was my business because that is personal and it wasn't my business. But the surprise was that... I didn't know. I didn't know. So she shared a little bit with me about her journey. And as she's talking to me, I realize this is my why. I need to add her story to my why. Because we all have a story. And so many of us are touched personally by adoption. And sometimes we don't know. I read something the other day that said one in three people are touched by adoption, have a personal story about adoption. And yesterday on Facebook, I had so many folks saying, Oh, I've adopted, or oh, my mom is adopted, or oh, I'm thinking about adopting. One in three of us is touched by adoption. We all have a story. And it's so awesome that Voice America has given us this platform where we can come together and share our stories and share our whys. Let me tell you a story about an awesome person that I know that has her own personal connection to adoption. My guest is Shannon Murphy Johnson, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about Shannon in a minute, but I have to tell you a little bit about our phone call that we had. So I don't know Shannon very well. I've met Shannon um, maybe a week or so ago, and I called her in, and she graciously agreed to be my guinea pig first guest on the show, which was, she's a brave woman. And we got to talking, and, and people always say to me, so, Micah, what's your connection to adoption? And I said, well, I'm not an adoptee, and I haven't adopted. I'm an adoption professional. Um, I own a consulting firm here in Nashville and we work with transracially adopted families and I told her a little bit about what what, what we do and I'm sure I'll get into more about that and Singing Color that's the name of my company we'll tell you more about that later on in our origin story but I was told her that my sister and I work with this company and we started it and we work of adopted families and then she began to tell me an awesome story her awesome story about adoption so I'm not going to take up any more of your time. Shannon can tell this story so much better than me. So let's welcome Shannon Murphy Johnson, the bravest woman that I know. Let's welcome Shannon Murphy Johnson to the premiere episode of the Adoption Unscripted Radio Show. Shannon, thank you, girl. Thank you. <laughs>
2: Well, thank you so much for having me, Micah, and thank you, Talk America, for giving us this platform this morning. Um, My why, of course, is uh, just uh, 100% that adoption has touched my life from the beginning of my life, and I wanted to share my happy adoption experience with others. So this is just such a neat way to do that. I was adopted privately in 1962. And the model for adoption was vastly different than what we currently see in adoption. So all records were sealed. There was no, I'm sure that a lot of you have heard the buzzwords openness and semi-open adoption. Well, that didn't exist in 1962. Um, I was adopted by a black woman and a Caucasian man, a white man. And that was big stuff, because this was back in nineteen fifty when they married and decided to grow their family through adoption. Well, I was sort of the unicorn in adoption, being a biracial child, which is exactly what would suit them and and be perfect for them in their family, growing their family. And they first adopted my brother, who is triracial. <laughs> That's confusing, but that is his status. And then they adopted me. And I had these amazing, fearless parents who grew these children um, just with the, with the firm understanding that they were the luckiest parents in the world because they got to choose me. And I didn't understand that there was this sort of shroud um, that covered adopted children You know, the whispers, oh, you're adopted, or they were adopted, or that type of, um, you hear that, that, uh, type of conversation often. Well, I was, I was protected from that for a very long time, and I'm so thankful for that. My parents didn't delineate. They didn't, I was not a consolation prize. I was theirs, and I was wholly realized, desired, wanted, and, so that gave me a very strong sort of beginning to life and an understanding about how families work and what makes a family. Well, five years later, after my parents were told that they could absolutely never have biological children, my mother became pregnant with my little brother. Yes, <laughs> that happens all Which the time. I, yes, I'm sure you mm-hmm. know, many, many I hear, it all the time. hear that same thing. Yeah, share that same story. Um, so I really did live in an environment where there was zero distinction uh, between
1: our birth status. So Shannon, and let me ask I, you. Let yeah. me ask you. So your parents were kind of pioneers because at that time, there weren't a lot of uh, folks who were adopting um, transracially, were there? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that... Not at all. Not, not at, at all. all. So Mm-mm. I would like to... Um, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, can you tell us a little bit about how it was for you growing up in your community as a transracial adoptee? Because, as you know, that's that's one of the things that we work on with our company, and I'm just always so fascinated about how how the little guys, the kids, how they dealt with that, and you know, in every day in their lives. So we're gonna. Um, take a break. My engineer Aaron is whispering in my ear that it's time to take our first break. So when we come back, we're going to finish up with Shannon and she's going to talk a little bit more about what it was like to grow up as a transracial adoptee. And then we're going to get into her information about what she did with all that information and how she became an adoption professional. Okay, guys, stick with us. We'll be back in a moment.
3: The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. We're on the cutting edge of social
0: media. Can you keep up?
3: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
0: You are tuned in to Adoption Unscripted with Micah Johnson. If you'd like to reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to hello at adoptionunscripted.com. Now back to the program.
1: Okay, guys, we're back. This is Micah Johnson with Adoption Unscripted Radio, and we're talking to Shannon Murphy-Johnson. Adoption consultant extraordinaire, and she's telling us her story about growing up in Spokane, Washington, as a young a transracial adoptee. So, Shannon, give us a little bit more. What was that like? Well, you know, again, I was protected by my parents. Um, obviously,
2: they <laughs> they were a rare breed themselves, being brave enough to marry in 1950 when it was uh, when interracial marriage was illegal in many states still. So, even though I was raised in Spokane, Washington, where we had less than one percent population of Black folks, I I had my community, and I was protected in many ways um, by just by my parents being such. um, I don't. The only way that I can think of it is that they were such strong people themselves that they lived in their truth and they <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't take anything from anybody. So yes, things happened. Of course I was, you know, I experienced prejudice and the climate in the 60s was much different than it is now and we all right. know how racially charged um, things are still and continue to be in our country. Um, so I, I wasn't, my parents couldn't protect me from the outside world but they could make sense of it they could give me historical considerations and why people might feel the way they feel.
1: And um, I just grew up very happy and very healthy. Well, I think um, what I see, what we see with our families, um, and we work exclusively with transracially adopted families, and what we see with our families is the key um, to raising a child that turns out as awesome as you. And the key to parents raising their child the way that your parents raised you is really honesty and open communication and not ignoring that there are differences and celebrating those differences and having a community of folks around you that celebrate those differences. So even as you said, this was something that was kind of unheard of at that time, your parents were trailblazers and they were pioneers. And I wish that we had folks like that now because I, I think that it's it's you would think that it would have been harder back then but in some ways I think it's even harder now um, so I applaud them I applaud them bravo and you are a testament to what an awesome job that they did and I'm sure with your brother as well so tell me a Thank little you. bit about how oh you're welcome tell me a little bit about how you transitioned from your from that and how you found yourself As an adoption professional and what the life that led you there
2: well I was a competitive figure skater as a child and then um, I became a professional coach uh, you know later on in life and um, I was training elite skaters and it was an amazing life I was really I experienced such a wonderful professional career However, I knew when I married that I wanted to be a stay at home mother. I wanted to be there with my children 100% of the time. When I was dating, one of the questions that I would ask was, Hey, how do you feel about adoption? You know, what, how would you feel about adopting kids? And of course, my husband, who <laughs> was the, the date that turned into. <laughs> the boyfriend that turned into the fiancé and then later husband of almost nearly 30 years now.
1: Um, Congratulations. Um,
2: that's something thank too. you. So,
1: well, you're welcome. You.
2: Um, said, you know, I, I don't care how we get them. <laughs> it, it, just let's get him you know, and right. I thought, oh, you're my guy. You are my guy. <laughs> so I retired from competitive figure skating and that was a hard choice, but one that I, you know, I'm, I was, uh, I felt very strongly about. And was raising my children. We had two children biologically and then two children through adoption. I like to say the miracle of adoption. And I really my goal was six. I was thinking we would have six. And then I just felt like I was getting older and I, I just was not wanting to be... 50 years old in kindergarten, and there are many people that are, and they love it, and they have great energy, and they're mm-hmm. amazing parents. And God bless them. for me, absolutely, for them. me, mm-hmm. I felt like maybe four was it. And when my little one, my youngest, went back to school, I thought, I, I really want to work. I knew that I couldn't just jump back into figure skating because the hours were prohibitive. I would have to be gone when the children were, you know, leaving for school, and then when they came home from school, I would be gone again because such is the life of a competitive figure skater and and so and, and a coach. So I thought, what could I do? What could I do? What am I passionate about? And my husband kept saying, sweetie, work with, your, work with something that you're passionate about. Like, don't just go get a job. Um, what is it? Well, adoption. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I thought I wanna work in adoption. So what wonderful through a wonderful series of you know, serendipitous circumstances <laughs> I landed with Diane Hogan at a step ahead adoption. Uh, landed Who is wonderful, with her. by the way. Yeah. Diane yeah. is uh, wonderful. A, awesome. Kind of having a kismet conversation with her and knowing that I had found my people and my place. And I have been doing this work for over a decade and love every minute of it. And it, it feels so right uh, for me. And having been adopted, uh, being an adoptee and an adopter, um, I just feel like I have... I just sort of have a a story to tell, and I can help folks who are newly sort of green in adoption find Mm -hmm. their way through the
1: process. There's so so many um, steps. A lot of times um, when we work with folks, they're so excited about getting their child home, that they're focused on becoming a parent or getting their child home, that there are tons of steps that are before you get that child home, and they... Affect dramatically that process. And so people want to kind of skip over those steps. And that is when I think that it is beneficial to have someone like you, someone from like a step ahead that can guide you on this process, because there are lots of of twists and turns. And it, as you know, can be an emotional roller coaster for, for folks who are trying to adopt and sometimes you have we talked about this the other day you and i sometimes folks come from their origin story of adoption is that they came from infertility and i can only imagine what that is like and you know that there are a lot of emotions up and down with infertility some folks just want to grow their family through adoption they feel that they have a calling to do so but regardless of how you find yourself there there are a ton of steps that you have to do to get that baby home or to get that child home. And it can be really confusing. It can be really confusing until someone like you comes around. My friend Carol would say that you are the total package because you that is your life. You live your life. You're living your truth. You're living, you can live your truth through your work. And you know about what it feels like to be an adopted child. And you know what it feels like to be an adopted parent. Um, And so I think that's why this is a perfect job for you, and you found your tribe of people, and so it was a perfect fit, and things happen in life. I believe they happen for a reason at the right time, so that's wonderful. So how long have you been working um, with A Step Ahead? You know, I was actually trying to figure
2: that out last night. (laughs) I think I'm going into my 13th year Oh A Step Ahead. Yes. So you are a subject been, matter expert, for sure. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> the, the company was born, actually, out of the frustration of going it alone. And my boss, Diane Hogan, wanted to turn her frustrations into a roadmap of help and guidance. And she mm-hmm. has done exactly that. Um, and I'm very, very happy to say that we have helped um, over a 1,000 families oh, bring goodness. their forever baby home. Really?
1: Yes. Yes, it's it's really exciting. It's really exciting. I can, imagine. I can imagine. So you said that Diane started this out of her own frustration. I can imagine that a lot of folks, I, I run into a lot of folks who have turned um, their adoption experience into... A career or a business for themselves for that reason, I guess, to kind of pave the way and take the things that they've learned and make that that journey easier for other people. And so that's what Diane did. And, and that's, in fact, what you did um, because you took that experience and now you're helping folks to get on their journey. Um, so we have a break coming up in a couple of minutes. But before we get to that, can you tell me the number one issue Or the number one question that folks have when they come to you to start the Journey to Adoption, what's the number one question that they ask you?
2: You know, I really hate to say this, but it is exactly, in fact, true. And there's a reason why this question is so important, and that is, how much does it cost? How much will it cost Mm -hmm. for us to successfully adopt privately, domestically? Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and, 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 and because there's, there's variables there. Um, and, and then I would say most, most families lead with that, that mm-hmm. question. And it's an important question because the cost of adoption continues to rise. It continues it to go up.
1: And a lot of folks don't have... Thirty to fifty thousand dollars just lying around, um, waiting to use it on something that even yes, no, without a doubt is extremely important and life changing. But we all don't have fifty to thirty fifty thousand dollars sitting around that we can use towards our towards our adoption. So I, I, I wow. agree. That's what we see. We see that the number one issue on our end is adoption. I mean, it's the cost of adoption. We work with a lot of folks who've done international adoption, and that is, that is extremely pricey. And we do have some families that do domestic, and that's pricey as well. So that is, I, I, I can agree, that is a major concern. Um, and so what would you think would be the second? We have about a minute before break. So what do you think would be the second question that you get the most? How long does it take?
2: How long is the process? When a person finds me, when they finally get to a step ahead, they already want their baby now. (laughs) So the question of how long does this process of adoption take is a big one. And um, that generally people find us because they want to be parents sooner than later. Mm -hmm. And we can talk about the traditional model versus what we do um, after the break.
1: So let's do that. So let's get ready for our okay. break. And then when we come back, you can talk with us about the traditional model and then how y'all at a step ahead are different. Okay. So Sound good? Sounds perfect. Thanks. Okay, great. So we will see y'all back on the other side. Stay tuned and we'll be right back.
3: stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com have you become a member yet sign up now to become a member of voice america it's always free and easy Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com.
0: You are tuned in to Adoption Unscripted with Micah Johnson. If you'd like to reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to hello at adoptionunscripted.com.
1: Now back to the program. Okay, we're back with Shannon Murphy Johnson, adoption consultant extraordinaire from A Step Ahead Adoption Services. And Shannon, right before the break, we were talking about the top two questions that you get from folks when they come to you and want you to help them um, with this journey of adoption. The first one you said, which I absolutely agree 100 percent, is what's the cost? And the second question was, how long is this going to take? So can we just take a couple of minutes to talk about the cost?
2: Absolutely, at um, my company, as step ahead adoption, most of us are touched by the triad, so we are adopted, uh, pardon me, adoptive parents ourselves. And the total cost is something that, if we had any control over, we would, you know, stop. Um, we would love for adoption not to be cost prohibitive for, you know, to the masses. We would, we would love to see a change in that, but. To, to use sort of a kind of a, a term, of it is what it is. We try to help people understand why many of the larger agencies advertise, and a big chunk of the agency fee that you pay for the adoption is the advertising fee. There are legal costs. I think sometimes people forget that an adoption is illegal. There, it's a legal process. Exactly. So that there are attorney fees. And it's funny because people are don't think anything about paying an attorney for, I don't know, in a divorce or something, you know, something of that nature, property attorney. But when it comes
1: to an adoption attorney, they're like, oh my goodness, you know, <laughs> and it's necessary. So we it we is, can help and, and um, there's a there, you know, there is. I hate to interrupt you. I'm sorry about that. But there is a there is a natural, um, I guess it's kind. Of, there is a natural distrust when you when people put children and money together and there and as you know being in this field yourself there's this idea and there's a lot of strong opinions about this and we won't get into those today that's another story but another show but you know the whole idea of what does it cost whatever what are we paying for you know buying children and if that's how you're thinking about it then you probably need to stop before you do it because that's exactly what it's not no one is paying or buying children. They're paying for services and they're paying for people's time. And um and it just so happens that these things are expensive. I mean, you know, I know folks Very that well pay put. thirty thirty thousand dollars for a vehicle to drive them back and forth to the grocery store. You Very pay, well you know, put. that's what someone put that dollar that dollar amount on that vehicle. And people do it every single day. So if you have an issue with adoption and the amount that it cost, I suggest that you take a little step back and think about it again. And then when you ever to reconcile that with yourself, you can move forward. Sorry, that's my public service announcement for the day. Mm-hmm. I will step down from my soapbox and you can please continue. No, I that that's wonderful
2: and I I <laughs> I concur. I wholeheartedly <laughs> agree and that is absolutely That's absolutely it. Now, to step ahead, we do have, we work with your adoption finance coach, and your adoption finance coach is assigned to you when you come on board. And that person, that coach, actually helps you work with the dollars that you have. So I don't want there to be any confusion that the finance coach will finance your adoption. That's not what this is. But they can help you um, to see if you qualify for adoption grants. They can lead you in the right direction for loans, adoption loans, low-interest loans. Um, There's all kinds of things that they can do to help financially plan, help you financially plan for your adoption, and that's just one of the many services that we offer, and my boss felt very, very strongly about bringing your Adoption Finance Coach on board because we see the need. Uh, with the total cost of adoption rising. And we wanted to be able to help our clients get the most out of their adoption dollars as they possibly could.
1: Well, I think that... Or they possibly can. Definitely. So many more people consider adoption. And the reason why they don't move forward is the cost. Um, so if you have, you guys are so awesome that you offer that, that service to parents where they can have someone coach them on how to finance their adoption, because I'm a firm believer that if more people could figure out a way to do it, more would. I think that that is the thing that, that stops people more more than not, it's just, it's just the cost, um, and there are other ways that you can adopt and that, that aren't. Um, they don't have a high cost to them, and we have lots of shows um, for those, and we'll talk a lot about those as well. But if you wanted to do a private domestic adoption, there are ways that you can help to finance that. So I think that's, that's, that's great. So let's talk about yeah. um, that wait time that you mentioned. Let's talk about right. that question. Like, how long will I wait sure. to get my baby? Right. Well, I just, I love to blow people's minds
2: <laughs> when they come to us because... <laughs> Oftentimes they have been waiting and waiting and by the time they find us or hear about us, they're just they're they're almost hopeless. And I love to share the stories of families who literally come to us home study ready and they sign paperwork on a Thursday and they're holding their child on a Sunday. Now of course that doesn't happen for everybody, but we've had many, many adoptions that have happened immediately mm, upon wow. you know starting. yes, it's so exciting. It is. And the, and the reason why that happens is with our model, um, so we are we'll, we'll talk about the traditional model. You sign up with one agency, you pay that one agency a large fee to be in their waiting program, and then you sit and wait for a birth mother that meets your specific parameters to walk in the door, and then also choose you because a birth mother does have choice when she's making this huge decision for her child. Right. Mm-hmm. In our process, because we have relationships with, oh gosh, 30-plus uh, agencies and 15-plus attorneys throughout the country, we work in many different states, we have the opportunity to see many situations, many birth mom situations and present them to our clients so it wouldn't be rare for a family to see two three four five different situations or potential uh, situations that they might be interested in submitting for wow this of course
1: that's got to be exciting for them
2: it really is it really is and it also empowers I, I believe it empowers our client families because they know they have some choice when they feel like so much has been taken away from them they they start to see oh gosh I, I have some choice you have choices, you know right? yes it's, it's it's an exciting accelerated process um, I don't want to answer specifically it will take six months you know I don't want to say that. Um, because as soon as I say that, it will take the, that person seven months. So right. we like to say, gosh, you know, give it nine months. And that's kind of what you would do um, if you were expecting, so let's give it nine months. It is rare to be with us over a year, and if you are in our process over a year, that usually has something more to do with your parameters. Um, you might be very, very specific. Mm-hmm. Um, you might be specific on race, on gender. You might be specific. Um, you might not want to uh, accept the education with uh, exposure that happens sometimes uh, with the little ones that are born. You right. you might be reticent to um, you know to really be educated and learn. There's so many scary things out there like meth. You know that's scary, but when Very you actually scary. It, it is. Mm-hmm. But when you actually uh, listen and and see and and uh, understand and learn um, from the you know from folks that have gone before you, client families that have adopted before you, and really understand the statistics and how they are, how Pardon me, how the statistics are. Um, acquired you right. you start to ease up and you start to learn and it and you take we we take the fear i think out of the unknown
1: and, and i don't think that know that's what you, what don't you know. need right. right you don't you don't know you don't know what you don't know and i think that's what you need um, someone to guide you through the process so um, i want to try to get in two questions before our break And you sent me an awesome list of questions. So do you mind if I just kind of run down these and you answer those for me? Would that be okay? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Oh, sure, sure. Okay. Fantastic. So um, I'm going to try to get two in. We talked about the average time and we talked about the cost. Can a person um, request a specific gender of their child? When they come to you, can a parent say, "Um, Shannon, I'd like to have a boy? Is that possible? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, it is, and that's more more common than you think.
2: Now, there are certain agencies that frown upon gender selection, um, Mm -hmm. so we just simply wouldn't we wouldn't necessarily go in for a case that's um, not very specifically gender. You know that the gender is detected prior to you know through a sonogram prior to matching. Um, But for the most part, yes, and I'm very happy to accommodate that request. That. Feels, it just feels really um, when, when families, you know, they may have adopted their boy and they may want their girl or they may have always dreamed right. of having a girl. That's a choice
1: that adoptive parents get to make and it's, it's exciting for them. It is. I didn't know that you could, because there are a lot of agencies that say we don't do a gender preference. So I'm, that that's good to hear. I guess that, that's how y'all stand apart from others. What about right. um, race? And I'm asking you a hot button topic because you know this race and adoption, that's where my heart is. And I'm asking you this question with only one minute before break. But what okay. about race? Can they choose the race of their child when they adopt? They absolutely can. They absolutely can. So if you
2: come to me and you only want a full African-American boy, that is; those are the cases that I will present to you. We will not be, I will not be sending you Caucasian girl cases. I will not be sending you um, Caucasian Hispanic cases. I will just be presenting you with full um, African-American boys and uh, boy cases, and that's perfectly
1: fine, and that's great. So Yeah, I think so. I think that we need to, and you and I have had really long conversations about race when it comes to adoption. And I think that you need to be able to adopt specifically the child that you are prepared to raise. So be sure and love, be sure, amen, and love. So be sure that you're sure about the race of your child before you adopt. So that's awesome. We have 30 seconds to go. And I'm (laughs) going to load this question. So you you can tell me the dreaded home study. When we come back from break, (laughs) I want to talk about the dreaded home study because that is a doozy. My grandmother would say that's a doozy. So when we come back, Uh we're going to jump into the home study. All right. Thanks so much, guys. We will see you on the other side.
3: Phenomenon. (laughs) All right, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) That's every Saturday right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com.
0: You are tuned in to Adoption Unscripted with Micah Johnson. If you'd like to reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to hello at adoptionunscripted.com. Now back to the program.
1: Okay, welcome back to Adoption Unscripted. Our host host today, I'm sorry, our show today is about Adoption 101, Everything You Need to Know When Working with an Adoption Consultant. And our guest is Shannon Murphy-Johnson from A Step Ahead Adoption Services. Okay, Shannon, so we talked about the dreaded home study. I tell you what, this strikes fear in parents. When we talk about the home study, they're frozen. This strikes fear. So tell us about this This horror story called the home study. Well, it certainly does, and it
2: and it certainly shouldn't. Um, It really is just an investigative process, and I think anybody could understand the necessity um, for such a process. Mm Absolutely, we want to make sure that the homes uh, that our little babes are going into are safe and appropriate. And so, um, this investigation or investigative process basically is checking to see that your home is safe. And that your life circumstances are such that you qualify for a, a home study. People ask me all the time, what would be prohibitive? What in my past, you know, would would prohibit me from qualifying for a home study? Those questions are, are or pardon me, those answers are really easy. Um, typically, if you have any sort of domestic violence charges against you, you're not getting a home study. Um or if you can find an attorney to help um, mitigate those charges, then maybe a home study provider might be willing to work with you. Um, there's criminal charges that can be prohibitive. But again, most people are afraid when they really don't need to be afraid. The home study is just a collection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a collection of, you know, fingerprints, you need your FBI clearances, your child abuse clearances, it's a checklist. And I just try to guide my folks, you know, when they come on board and they're a little overwhelmed, I just try to say, hey, let's take it one item at a time. So we're not running around and running out and getting our physicals and our fingerprints and our reference letters all (laughs) in one day. You know, we just, day by day, we check one thing off of our list, and before you know it, it's over. The home study is the only legal document that a family must possess to be able to adopt successfully,
1: domestically, here in our country. Okay, so... How long does it typically take for couples to, or singles, to complete that home study? Like, what's the typical time it would take from start to finish for folks who were doing their due diligence? Okay, they're working, they're they're working their program, taking one bite of the elephant at a time. What is the typical time period for something like that? I'm going to give the long shot, just because, the, again, we're we're dealing with the variables
2: of different states, different agencies, and the, the way that they work. I'm going to say you should be able to complete a home study successfully in three months. That's not true. bad. That's not true. No, bad. it's not. Now, you know, that's not to say that I haven't had a home study written and completed in a month, a month and a week, you know, like
1: six weeks. I, uh, yeah, five I hate weeks, people like that. I hate people right. like that who show off <laughs> and do stuff way before they should, you know, um, but right. I think because I, I, <laughs> I'm right. not one of those people. But so we're saying that about three months and you should be done with your home study. Correct. So when you finish the home study, what's the next thing that, that you do? Well, so that's when that all the excitement
2: starts. So while a family is going through the home study process, and and like I said, you know, gathering all their information and all their pieces and parts and putting them together, we start what's called the profile book. And the profile book is also a very important element to our process. It's not a legal piece. It's not any. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing legal attached to it. But it's just a picture book of your family, and it's giving your birth mom an opportunity to see what her child's life might be like. And so our families start creating their books and they start getting an idea of things that they want to express to these, you know, to the birth parents that will be Mm -hmm. looking through their profile and deciding whether they want to select them. And it's, it's, it's a very exciting moment when a family realizes that they are ready to go. They're ready. They're paper ready and they're profile ready, and they're ready to start looking at cases and mm-hmm. think about really being parents.
1: Well, I know that um, the expected uh, parents and expected moms that I've worked with that parent profile that book is so incredibly important to them they just love to because after all they're they're choosing parents for their baby the most important thing in their life and they take that seriously and they take time and they look at that they look at those parent profiles i um was i'm a podcast junkie and i was listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking about parent profiles and f- how folks were putting them on um online now so I guess there there are many different ways that they can do that but those and I tell people all the time those parent profiles are really important please take your time put your pictures in there and everything because they're, they're going to be looked at they're going to be looked at a time and time again because folks are using these to make this the most important decision that they may make in their entire lives now we That's are exactly right we are about four minutes into the end of the show can you believe it I, I cannot can. I cannot believe it We talked about this and we said, we're not going to talk so much. You and I agreed. And we did exactly the thing that we said we weren't going to do. Because now I want to tell everyone out there, Shannon's superpower is talking also. That's also her superpower. I laughed when you said that. That's my superpower and that's hers. We're like the Wonder Twins Activate over here with our superpowers. Okay. And I dated us. I said how old we were because no one knows about the Wonder Twins today. But anyway. Okay. So we have to have Shannon back next week because I'm looking at my list here. Shannon, we have like six questions that we didn't even get to. So we're going to have Shannon back next week. Same time, same channel. And we are going to finish out this FAQ. Um, of the most uh, questions that are asked by parents who are considering adoption and how adoption consultants can guide you on that process. So, Shannon, tell us, before we get off air, where can we find out more about A Step Ahead Adoption? Do you have a website? We sure do. So,
2: www.astepaheadadoption.com. And our uh, website's fairly comprehensive, so you can go on, you can access an info packet, Mm -hmm. um, you can send an email. um, If you would like more information on our services, um, Diane, my boss, Diane Hogan, who is the owner um, and and the creator of A Step Ahead Adoption, will be happy to set up what we call a PAC, a personal or professional adoption
1: uh, consultation and um you can learn more and, and do you guys you know, sort of I'm sorry. Yeah. I just wanted no, no. to get this out before the show's over. So do you guys only work in one area or do you do work with folks um you know in different states or different cities? How does that work? All over the country. There's very All few catering where mm-hmm. we yeah,
2: where we where we can't work.
1: Fantastic. And
2: and right, but mm-hmm. but pretty
1: much I have um client families uh, from North Carolina to California. And that oh. website is really comprehensive. I was on there for like an hour and a half. And it is very comprehensive. Mm-hmm. And I want to say before I get off, thank you, Diane, for loaning us, Shannon. We really appreciate it. We love her. And she's going to come back um, next week. <laughs> and... Um, Let's see. So I'm going to go ahead and talk to you a little bit about what we're going to look for next week. So next week we're going to talk about um, will you meet the birth parents? We're going to talk about um, the dreaded the open adoption. Some folks dread that conversation, but we're going to have that. We're going to talk about the birth parents and the relationship with the birth the birth parents and the adoption plan. Shannon. We're at the end of the show. Thank you so I much, can't Every, it. I know, right? Everyone, if you want to contact me, you can hit me up on Twitter at adopt_unscripted. You can um, send me an email at seeingcolor forward slash unscripted. and I will see all of you guys next week. Have an awesome weekend. Take care, and thanks so much for joining me. Bye.
0: Thanks for joining us for Adoption Unscripted. We hope you'll tune in for another edition of the program with your host, Micah Johnson, next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific week.